The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley. Thank you for being here. It's good to be with all of you whenever you're listening to this show. So thank you so much for being with us today. The Legendary Leaders radio show focuses today on the topic of feeling your emotions without stories. What does that mean exactly? If you are feeling stuck in emotions that won't go away, or if at times you feel held hostage by emotions that other people are causing you, you will want to stay tuned to this show for some answers on just how to find the emotional freedom that you're looking for. We'll talk about how telling yourself stories to explain what is going on around you specifically or generally are keeping you stuck in ruts when you could easily create freedom for yourself. We'll talk about the mechanics of how storytelling keeps your feelings in place. Then I'll give you a powerful technique and a guided visualization that will heal emotional tape loops and free up your feelings so they become fluid and flexible, and you'll learn how to generate positive emotions that are real whenever you want them. We'll also be opening up the phone lines today to take calls from you. I'll be channeling direct direct answers to your most burning questions from your higher self. So please keep this number handy. It will be the same number if you want to put it in one place and you like listening to the show or calling in. I I appreciate it when you do. The number is 1-866-472-5795. So please jot that that number down if you'd like to. 1-866-472-5795. 5795, where you'll have a chance to have your questions answered shortly. Last week, we had a conversation with Jack Purcell, where he gave us a wonderful overview of all of the 12 Knights of the Round Table from another version of the Merlin Arthur legend that I like to talk about. It develops inspiration, character, innovation, and oneness within visionary leaders, which many of you are. So we'll be talking about the legend in the future. We'll we'll return to that in weeks to come. 
So let's talk about your relationship with your emotions. You all have feelings. As much as we may want to deny it, and as much as people will try for you to ask or, or try and manipulate you not to feel your feelings, you have them. You know, I always think it's funny the way that we uh, are told not to feel our feelings. For generations, we've been told not to feel our feelings, and yet we pay higher and higher amounts of money to go to movies, to just sit in the dark and, and feel intensely, and then and then come home and go about our business and stuff our own emotions back down. But we all have feelings, and you all have ways that you deal with your feelings. So you may choose to stuff them down. You may prefer to avoid feeling at all. Perhaps you've trained yourself to not feel your feelings, or perhaps you've just, or you're just feeling out of touch with them. And even if you do want to feel your feelings, you may have done such a good job repressing them that now you find it even hard to access them. The range of emotions may be very thin, you know, like a picture of an EKG. The bandwidth of what you feel may be very narrow. For others of you, you may be feeling all the time. You may be super sensitive and feel everything, perhaps to your embarrassment or to perhaps with gratitude for your ability. And others of you may find that from time to time you swing into dramatic emotions, most often coming from the inner adolescent. You know how teenagers are, where everything is black and white. They may say things like, I'll just die if I can't wear these jeans to school. And those of you who have teenagers, you know what those periods are like. Those emotions can be histrionic and huge, but they can also be just another way to avoid feeling your real feelings. So what is the distinction of a real feeling and and a not real feeling? Well, some of our false emotions are righteous anger, righteous indignation, or guilt. These are all feelings that we think are feelings, and yet usually they're more either the righteous um, emotions are more histrionic. The guilt is a way to repress feelings we don't want to feel. Most often guilt is repressed anger. And if you look deeper into the guilt you're feeling, you'll notice it's some form of, uh, usually a form of anger that you're repressing. These are false emotions, and they mask the real feelings of anger that you don't want to feel. Well, whichever relationship that you have with your feelings, you most likely are making up stories about what these feelings mean. So, for example, you might say to yourself, you know, I feel too much. I'm not going to fit in with these people. Or I feel awkward that I'm always feeling too much and I try to stop that. Or about other people, you might say, oh, she's an emotional wreck. I wish she would just grow up and be an adult like me. We have judgments about our emotions. We're all dealing with them, it's true. And it's easy for us as as human beings to not only judge our emotions, but to label them as good, good emotions or bad emotions. Well, what I've learned in metaphysics, and it's something I've been working with for decades trying to integrate because it's, it's just so against the grain of what we all know here or what I've been taught, but all emotion is good. All of the range, the wide range of emotions is good when it is flowing. What is bad, if we're going to talk about good and bad here at all, what is bad is when emotions are repressed. And there is power in feeling your feelings. Your feelings are trying to not only convey information to you, they're trying to give you insight into more of who you really are. They're trying to put you more in touch with the real unique you that we often are suppressing because we are trying to fit in. They are gifts to you. And when we judge our emotions as good or bad, and we, we naturally judge ourselves 
for having these emotions. And by holding these emotions as bad and wrong, we create feelings of, I'm bad, I'm wrong, because I have these emotions. And when we do that, when we judge our emotions, and we, we have a tendency to judge the emotions, and then when we do that, we actually are holding on and keeping ourselves stuck in those emotions. So as leaders, as legendary leaders, as normal people, whoever you identify yourself to be, we are all trying to move with grace into a place of, of actually feeling our emotions without all these stories that we attach to them. The stories keep them in place. The stories keep them stuck. And I'll give you a good example of what I mean. And it's personal. It's about what I've been going through. Many of you know that I'm going through a health challenge. And uh, I just had to stop most of my work because I was so stressed out and pushing myself. Many of you may relate. I'm trying to understand uh, marketing and pushing myself with marketing and pushing myself to be something or be somewhere. And um, I had no idea that it was literally making me, my, making me sick. So I stopped the working. I stopped pushing myself. And... I actually have been pushing myself since I've been five years old when I was competing for blue ribbons in swim meets. And I, it occurred to me recently, now that I've stopped pushing myself, that I couldn't remember myself without pushing myself towards some, some goal. And so in this process of stopping, I, I, and being in this process, I just made the decision, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go on a cleanse. Where all I'm doing is eating healthy foods, caring for myself, and focusing on developing a deeper loving relationship with my higher self. It all sounds good, right? Well, just after I started my new regime, all of this deep depression and feelings of despair and hopelessness started to come up in me, and these feelings were hard to be with day after day. I I really did not recognize myself. (laughs) I've been miserable. Um, But what made it worse was that I started judging myself for having these feelings. I not only felt terrible, I felt bad for having these emotions, which only made things worse. I started to make up stories like, this is going to go on for months. I'm never going to be happy again. I don't see any positive future for myself. And I felt the weight of depression and my critical thoughts about myself were keeping me stuck in this pit. And I didn't really quite know what to do, and I actually worked with a healer, and he was helping me to lift some of this, these feelings. I mean, just the worst feelings, despair and hopelessness. And finally, in the process, I started to just stop and relax and sink into the hopelessness, into the despair. And I just was being with them. Now, it's not fun to be there at first, but my body relaxed. All of me just relaxed into the flow of just genuine hopelessness and despair about the future. And what I noticed was that as I did, they started to move swiftly like a river. And I know this intellectually, but I'd forgotten to just be with them. They just were too horrible. Um, But I've learned that when I just stay with them, they do flow. And these did flow, and certainly they did start to lift. However, what I did learn from all of this is that now I know that the stories I was making up about myself in the process were making those feelings worse and keeping me stuck in what I call the lower tier of emotions. And in this short period of time, 
I've come to recognize that by not pushing myself to attain goals and desires, that I've given my emotional, mental, and physical body a chance to release a lot of old stuff that has been there since childhood. And yet, as I say, my my friend helped me, my coach helped me to see that my stories of judging myself were keeping me in these feelings that were stuck, and they were just recycling over and over again. Now, you all may relate to that. Um, another way that we can do this is often when, when we get hurt in a situation by someone or something, and we can play that tape, that story over and over. Why did he do that? Why did, why, did, why did she do that to me? Why did she say that? I can't believe she said that, or whatever that story may be. But what's happening is your body is listening, your brain, all of you is listening, and it keeps triggering the same emotional responses over and over again. We think we're processing them, so we're getting out of it. But in truth, we're actually creating these loops, these sort of emotional tape loops that keep going around and around. Now, one way we can also hold on to this stuff is if we're holding, while we're trying to, when we're in these places, you know, when we feel hurt or um, something's unfair, the boss didn't give us the raise or, um, you know, whatever the, the situation may be, when we hold these stories in our head with pity and with martyr, it actually gives more weight. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was holding these emotions like, why am I going through this? This is so horrible. But the pity and martyr were holding them, They're those feelings of hopelessness and despair. When I could have just stayed with the emotions, feeling them without story, and they would have passed through more quickly. Once I realized this and dropped down in meditation to stay with them, they lifted and were gone. And I came to a peace with a new image of myself that really made sense about this transition I'm going through. I could see that I really am flattened right now. I'm like a caterpillar who is completely dissolved in the chrysalis. I've been grieving the loss of my caterpillar dreams. I have no dreams of the butterfly that I'm becoming. And I want to say this to all of you leaders who go through these periods. You know, the media, friends, whatever. We can look around us thinking that somehow we always have to be on top of our game. We always have to be feeling up or perfect or bright or whatever. We make up all those stories too. And the truth is that to move into the new world that is coming, you will have times that are up, times that are down, you know that. But you'll have times that really can be deeply um, troubling, confusing. Uh, they can be have a feeling of, of disorientation. And I'm knowing right now that I'm right on track with where I am. I just happen to be in a really difficult time where... I've never had this before where I have no dreams, I have no vision of the future, and I don't really see anything that's coming. And I'm also feeling this tremendous sense underneath all this that there's a peace, as if all my dreams that I had or were caterpillar dreams, they were dreams of the past that I really feel now are not going to come true. And there's a void when these dreams die and you don't know what else is coming. It takes courage to stay in the void of not knowing, of being clueless, of not seeing where you're going, and still just being with it and caring for yourself. 
So I just want to say to all of you who are listening that you might be relating to that, you're actually in the right place. This is all part of the transformation to stay where you are, to sometimes lose old dreams. And I'll speak for myself. Just what I used to do is just, okay, what's the next goal? What's the next dream? Come on, let's get going. And that feels dead. I don't think I'm ever going to be doing that again. So I'm really not recognizing myself right now. And I'm hoping this isn't to just be sharing about my process, but it's hope in hopes that you will hear a voice that's saying it's okay if you don't know where you're going, what you're doing, if you have these times of hopelessness and despair. And now I can see it a little more clearly, that image of just being mush in a, in a chrysalis, that I'm completely dissolved. I'm in this womb, and I'm grieving the loss of these caterpillar dreams that I have no vision of the future. It's dark. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no desire to, to push myself on anything. Is exactly the place. It might be a place where the caterpillar is when it is dissolved. But I think to myself, okay, I can be a dissolved caterpillar right now who's in this dark chrysalis feeling like mush. But the story isn't over yet. I mean, wow, if things are this flat and dissolved, there must be a phenomenal transformation coming. It may be the most profound transformation that I've ever gone through. And that is exciting. So what I'm noticing now, and I know this is true intellectually, but I'm kind of getting on a visceral level, the place that I want to move to is a place feeling free of emotions, feeling, not free of emotions, but feeling emotions without story so they can move on through without any attachment to the past or the future or anything else. And this is the muscle we're going to talk about, we're talking about today, the muscle we're going to build. Because you leaders all need this ability to feel your feelings deeply. As leaders, you are leading the way. It's part of the future. People will be feeling more of their feelings in the future as we move to more authenticity. So to feel your feelings without story, that is what we want to talk about. We, am I saying we are talking about it? But I'm, that's what we want to do right now. I want to take you on a guided visualization and uh, going to give you a sense of what this will be. I'm going to take you not to your, your sanctuary today. I'm going to actually take you inside of yourself where you're going to have a chance to go inside. And I'm going, to, I'm going to give you the image now before we do it. But the image will be that you'll close your eyes, you'll sink down, you'll get into a quiet place. And you're going to imagine opening up that third chakra. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's as if you're going to open up a, a gauge um, in your belly. You're going to imagine a, a, like a lotus flower opening up 100% and you're going to feel a river of emotions or a river behind your back flowing parallel to the ground as if there's some big river of feelings that have, have been blocked. I've talked about this before, but we're still going to do it. Where this, fee, this river will flow and it'll be going parallel to the ground. It'll flow out in front of you. And um, we're going to do just a bit of this. This is something you can stay with. Sometimes I actually stay for hours. No, no that's an exaggeration. I'll stay for an hour where I'm just with my feelings and, not, and just dropping any stories that I have. And it's tremendously profound. So we're going to do a bit of that. And then when we, um, after we do that visualization, 
we'll take a break and um, we'll we'll then be taking callers. For those of you driving or you know at work, you can do this later if you like. But um, keep breathing. And for the rest of you, please close your eyes and allow yourself to begin to relax, to sink into the chair where you are. And feel all tension just releasing as you feel it drain down into the ground, feeling your body getting heavy, just letting go. And sense that you may have tension in your head or your shoulders, just drop that down. Drop it into the ground. And just kind of scan your body and notice wherever you're holding or noticing wherever there's any tightness, any irritation, and just give it a grounding cord. Imagine a cord that just takes it down into the earth and drop it on down. That's right. And as you sink down now, it doesn't have to be a deep meditation. It can go pretty quickly. But imagine all of your consciousness, perhaps the consciousness in your head and neck and shoulders, just sinking now down into your stomach, into the belly area. And drawing up consciousness, perhaps up from your feet, your ankles, your legs, your hips. But right there in the belly, I want you to imagine now, you're going to give your, yourself permission to feel your feelings. And open up that, that belly 100%. Imagine either a gauge and you see it going 100% open. Or perhaps imagine a lotus flower opening up full and wide that goes even bigger beyond your body. And now imagine that from behind your back there is this river and it's going to be flowing. It's emotions and they're, they're stopped. Like right at your belly there is a plate or a dam or a dike or something holding them all back. And a sludge is behind this, this plate a sludge of repressed emotions, emotions you haven't wanted to feel. There might be lumps like logs, like a log jam there. But you want to open that gauge now and feel the dike opening a bit or perhaps a hole in the dike or maybe a, the steel plate lifting so that this river begins to trickle forward. Now this is parallel from behind you, moving forward through your belly out in front of you. And you say to yourself, I give myself full permission to feel my feelings. And your body is actually excited. It has permission to do that. So sense whatever is flowing. You may sense it as a heat or a trickle. You may have more of a feeling that it's flowing quite well. And just stay with the emotions that are there. And if you don't feel anything, that's fine. Just to say, I give myself permission to feel and open that gate 100% now and just let the river begin to flow. And your focus is to just notice your body sensations. Tingling here, a warmth there. Sort of scan your body, but let the emotions flow. You may not even be able to name it, but somehow you can feel that it is beginning to flow. That's right. You may have anger or sadness. Let it come. Let it go. 
you may feel no emotion except you realize that somehow you're, you're where the river is flowing faster now. That's good. Yes. And when stories come up, if it's about a situation or a person, just drop it. Return to just feeling your feelings without emotions. I mean, excuse me, your feelings without stories. It's like taking out the garbage. You don't want to hold on to all that garbage because each of the containers has a story of when you ate that or who you were with or no. You just let the garbage go. Good. And you can feel the flow. And I will say this, because as you do this more and more, and this is a practice I'd love for you all to do or to make it as a habit, this is really emotional responsibility. I'm willing to be responsible to feel the feelings as they flow, letting them go without stories, they'll move quickly, and knowing that this is going to be helping me to generate the positive feelings in the future which we'll talk about next time. But this is letting these old backed up, and you can feel it now, the log jam moving, perhaps lumps moving on through now. Sometimes the feelings will come up and your body will, will almost tremor with them, like little earthquakes, where you, all of a sudden you might be in touch with the rage, the, the feeling that you don't have impact or hopeless or helpless to change things. Your whole body may shake. That belly area might shake. That's a good sign. It's really releasing. Now, we won't have time to keep doing this because we have, we've got callers. We're going to keep moving forward with this. But we would say, when you hear this recording or when you go back to it, You can shut the recording off after you've heard the setup here and you can just stay with your emotions and in time you can just do it on your own and make it a part of your daily practice. And you know what you're doing? You're helping to release release emotions that are stuck in the world. The emotions of rage and anger that so many people have they don't know what to do with, don't have any sense of what's going on today in the world. You're helping to bring peace to the planet. Thank you for that. So mote it be, and so it is. So gently, you can even feel the emotions can still flow, and you can gently come back, letting that third chakra still release, still beginning to move your hands and your feet, and feel yourself coming back. Open your eyes. Yes, eyes wide awake. It's not quite a meditation, it's a visualization, but what do you know? The flow is still happening. Your body's happy to release. Thank you for that. Coming up next, we're going to do some channeling, and we'll be back after this small break. Thank you.
Listening to Legendary Leaders with Maria Danley. To receive the answer to your most burning question, please call 1 866 472 5795. Again, that's 1 866 472 5795. Now, let's return to Legendary Leaders. Hello and welcome back. I'm seeing that we have Gerald here from Michigan. Gerald, are you with us? Yes, how are you? I'm fine, Gerald. Uh, semi-altered state here. <laughs> sure. What is your yeah, what is your question today? Well, I just kind of wanted an update. I don't know if you recall, but uh, I came down to Alabama to do some work. I've been yes. down there for a couple of months, and I looking to go back home in a few weeks, and uh, just kind of... You know, looking to see if you have any, uh, do my guides or my interviewing have anything to say about that or what might be coming up for me? Okay, so you, you have been in Alabama. Have you been in Alabama the whole time? Yeah, for like, uh, it's been a little over two months now. Mm-hmm. And you're headed home, and you're headed home, correct? Yeah, I'd like to go back like around the end of the month, I'm thinking, right okay. around that. Yes, hold on a moment, we'll see, Gerald. Okay, thank you. Well, they're talking about uh, the while you were there in Alabama. Um, there's uh, there was an expansion in Alabama. There are some things that opened up for you. We're not talking about huge career things or anything, but there were this. We want to say for you, Gerald, insights, and uh, and you felt more expanded in that in that way down there, which is going to happen. Being in a new place, new experiences, and that kind of thing. And there was a place where you you liked the bigger space you were in. You, can you relate to what, what I'm saying? I, I think so. And so now going home, what's happened, we sense, is that there are you know, lots of thoughts coming up oh, about going back and what's gonna, what is that going to mean? And some of the old pressures, some of the old expectations, and we want to say smaller places that you would put yourself in uh, to adapt, to be at home. There's a part of you that is, is not looking forward to that, yeah? Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's so bad. Okay. Well, that's what they're just saying. There's just a bit of anticipation. So why don't you tell me, what is it that you're exactly looking for about going home? Um, I guess I, well, I, I'm looking forward to it, actually. You know, I guess being okay. here maybe, I, I did appreciate things about being here, but yeah, I also maybe appreciate being home, too. So, and, and what I think do you, I expand. I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, what are you looking forward to? Um... Just getting back into my own home, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, that expansion that you were talking about a minute ago. I think that, that'll be useful for me. I think I can, uh, I could, that'll help me. 
Yeah. Well, it looks like something was just, you know, you had an adjustment of some sort there that it was an expansion of sorts. And there, you know, we, we do see your excitement about going home. The, the comment we made about that was uh, an aspect of, of, of perhaps something that they just wanted to mention. But we do see you, you joyful and excited about going and We're not really seeing much more than that. Let me just ask one more time. Well, they're just saying there. there's a part about you and your identity of yourself as a man that you feel stronger about that, that there's a place where, uh, the, the, you know, you, you, you look happier, you look a bit more, let's say, confident, whatever that might be. And so bringing that home, bringing that joy home to the family is, is something beautiful. I think it's a, a great image to hold on to. But that's all the, they're telling me. They're not saying anything more than that at this time. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I feel that's that's that helps. I, I appreciate it, Maria. Thank you. Oh well, thank you, Gerald, and thank you for calling in. We appreciate that. Francine from San Francisco, are you there? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Maria. It is Francine. Yes. Hi, Francine. What question do you have today? Pardon me. What question what, do I have yeah, today? Do you have a question? Yeah. yeah. I have. Um, yeah, I don't know if you recall. I have committed myself to an expensive vacation next month. Yes. And. Um, I'm doing it in, in the face of uh, financial pressure, and I just want to increase my courage that I'm doing the right thing, and that when I come back from my vacation in a little over a month, I will still be able to experience and manifest um, abundance. Yes, yes, we're looking, we're looking. Well, what's happening here is that, you know, you're kind of keeping a lid on your excitement about the trip. There's a place where you've already committed, you're going to be doing it, and there's a place where you're feeling... well, a couple of things, maybe many things. But one is I, I can't be too excited because I'm spending the money so that you're, you're using guilt, Francine, to put the lid on the excitement about it. What we'd love to see is some discernment or some uh, making some aware, aware choices here. Like give, I'm going to give myself full permission to enjoy this vacation. Now we have talked about it before. I'm going to open my senses to the sights. I'm going to let myself write. I'm going to let myself have the pleasure of really giving myself this vacation. And that is something you really want to do with abandon, with abandon. But in comes negative ego that wants to say, oh, but when you come home, you're going to not be able to afford it. You're going to be in trouble. And it's trying to rip away your experience because the negative ego knows that you're going to grow and change and you're going to be more in touch with your sensuality, with with what really matters to you. And it feels a little bit threatened of its job. So we want to say when you hear it, you know the techniques. We know you know the techniques <laughs> to uh, work with the, them, to quiet that negative ego, to bring yourself into some stillness, to stop that spinning brain, to let those emotions flow and come back and just love the trip. And this is business. I mean, you're going, you're going to write, right? You're a writer. Mm-hmm. You're going to let yourself write and enjoy that trip. And then not worrying about the future, not worrying about when I come home. Because what you're doing is you're trying to set a condition. In some ways, you're trying to manipulate the universe. Francine. Okay, no. I'm going to go on this. I'm going to go on this trip, but you know, 
by God, there better be a job when I get home. I don't, I, I, I don't think it quite works that way. We'd like to see you have this fantastic trip and let it change you and be in the process, be in the now. You hear that so often of loving your trip. So when you come home, you're filled with gratitude. And it's like, whoops, you know, I don't know what's going to come. I don't know what's going to be there. But you know what? I can trust myself. In that resonance of the happiness and the, the fulfillment of something I gave to myself out of love without sabotaging myself with demands I make on myself or the universe, I will come home. And in that resonance of gratitude, I'll look for a job. I'll look for the next thing. I'm not going to worry about it right now. And that's going to be hard for you, we know. It's just not the way you're wired. But we would say if that's what you want to focus on, okay? Okay. Thank you, Maria. Okay. Love to you, friends. Thank you, and thank you for Bye-bye. calling. And Valerie from Canada, are you there? Yes. Hi. Can you hear me, Maria? I certainly can. And thank you for calling in. What, what question do you have today? Um, yes. Um, well, I want to talk to you about uh, handling uh, fear. I'm, yeah. I'm living in a very interesting time moving through a very profound transformation. And um, most of my situation feels unknown. There's a lot of exciting things that are happening. And my, I guess, old pattern of um, my old wounding that uh, keeps coming up that I've addressed and have done a lot of healing work with is about the fear of devastation. Mm. So um, through my day today, as an example, I was noticing that I can start, as I'm starting to move through my day, the fear will paralyze me and um, judgment can come in if I'm um, not aware of that and not going into my feelings. But there's a lot of confusion that doesn't allow me to sort of just go with the flow of my day. And I just want to speak about this confusion because I'd like to understand which part is coming into my consciousness that's sort of taking me out of being able to let go, get into my work, relax? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Several things for you, Valerie, that we're seeing. And one we want to say is that you are a super sensitive person. Um, And what they're telling me, let me just check in one moment. Well, part of it is tape loops. Part of it is a a conditioning where you, you, you... kind of trained yourself from very young it looks like to not trust yourself and it was messages you were getting at home you know you can't trust yourself it seems to us is what they're telling us so we see several things we see a combination of messages and and kind of a growth of we see you and they're showing us maybe it's current or else a little bit younger where you are kind of looking around to see is it okay is it okay for me to move forward and to do it the way I want to do it is it okay for me to make that bold move is it okay for me to make any move and so you kind of sitting back looking around making sure I'm going to still kind of fit in and it's okay and that that is the habit we're talking about. And so that with a combined a negative ego, that, that negative voice we talk about that likes to uh, scare you, you know, booga booga, likes to frighten you. And then a sensitivity to what is going on energetically in the world with, with the disasters and the, the sense of uh, all the chaos and crisis and anger. There's a part where you, 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 and you and then add to it your imagination that you feel that there's a disaster. There could be a disaster. We don't sense there's a real disaster out there except the combination of these four together is pretty nasty mm-hmm. combination, yeah? 
So yeah. we we particularly would do the 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 um, meditation that we just gave today to really say, all right, I'm taking my power back. I'm taking my power back from the fear of, of the, and I'm maybe not going to watch the news. I'm taking my power back from that energetic of the new of the world trying to scare me, my negative ego trying to compound that and say booga booga, get me back. My need to say to stay safe, Valerie. We would say hold that inner child inside of you and just love her. She's the one that's really scared. She doesn't know that she's acceptable. She doesn't know that she can have her confidence and you can love her and and hold her and let her feel safe and then come back in meditation. Say, okay, I'm going to take care of this fear thing. Open that third chakra, feel the fear and just be with it. Drop the stories. And even if you have to sit, build muscle here, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, up to an hour and let that stuff flow. You're carrying the weight also of a lot of fear of your family. It's coming from your mother and father and all that too. Yeah. Is that making sense to you? Yes, it does. All right, so I, I think that answers the question. Is that okay for you at this time? It is, thank you. You can work with it, and if you want to go deeper with some real entangling, you can always call me for a private reading, okay? Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Very well. Carolyn, from Israel, are you there? Yes, hi. hi. Hello. Hello, Carolyn. What's your I question today? Uh, my question today that I want to play with my creativity and to explore it, and I want to give myself the time and space. And I've been thinking of taking a loan. Um, I've been resonating with the other question, manipulating the universe. Taking but a what? I I'm sorry. I couldn't, okay. I couldn't quite understand you. Taking, taking a, a what? Loan. A loan. Alone to give myself the time and space to to focus on some creative projects that I have in my mind. Uh, so, is it right? Mm. Okay, well, we were looking into it. One second. Well, they're giving me pictures uh, of the future of that, um, that you'll have the loan, that you'll be trying to do your creativity, but they're showing me kind of, um, what is it when you're walking back and forth, a little bit nervous or anxious, you can't quite get to the creativity because you're nervous about the money that you have to pay back on the loan. Now, we we are, we're not seeing at the moment that that, that choice will give you the, the sense of the freedom that you're wanting. Um, it doesn't mean you can't get a loan, but we're also seeing that some of it is also a fear choice, Carolyn, where um, I'm kind of scared to go out and scared to, to meet and face the world. We're not quite sure what those words will mean to you, but there are places where if I could just stay in and do my creativity. Now, we're not just saying, hey, don't do your creativity. We, we think it's very important for you. You're a highly creative person. But what they're showing me is there's something about meeting the world. Getting out there, even if it's in a small way or um, maybe a part-time job or maybe a job that just would be fun for you. We don't know if you know working in a bakery or, or, or something with flowers, something that would still be a way where I'm bringing in at least enough money so I'm not worried about that. Then we're seeing you, in a sense, coming back. And when you have your creative space, you just kind of can't wait to do it. And then it's just like, hey, no holes barred. I'm just going to let myself play here with the, with the words or the colors or whatever it might be because this is my time now. The other time, I'm still enjoying my other time, but there's this is a sense that we're getting because we, we're getting messages that if you put yourself deeper into debt in some way, that that's just going to be another reason for your, your negative ego and your emotional body to, to go more into martyr and self-pity. Does that make sense to you? 
it just makes sense to me. So I just keep flowing because one of the reasons was also to put myself into a resonance where I'm not worried about money. Yeah. So it, it's not going to work as I understand in that way. Well, it depends. We're seeing that it, it right now. It doesn't mean it couldn't in the future, but there, there's something about you because of what we just mentioned with the hiding and with the hope. It's kind of like wanting to be rescued. If I just get a loan, then that'll take care of it. Maybe that will rescue me. And there's a place where I would say, well, give you a journaling to do. Get a notebook and start writing, why am I afraid to step out in the world? Or what, what am I resisting about really getting uh, work that is going to pay me that will, be a repre- that will help to represent and help me uh, get more of a sense of my real value? What is frightening me about that or what, what, why don't I want to do it? Because we see that the, there's a voice in negative ego probably trying to hold you back and keep you small where we see you meeting the world as a way out of this predicament to get money, to get more confidence. And then when you have your, your creativity, you might be surprised at all the creativity and how it wants to flow because it's coming from a very different motivation. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, thank you yeah. for calling in, and uh, we thank appreciate you. that you called in from Israel today. Thanks, Carolyn. And uh, Megan from Wisconsin, are you there? Yes, mm. I am. Hi. 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 Uh, Thanks for calling in. What's your question today, Megan? Well, um, I have, uh, I talked to you a couple months ago, and you had really helped me uh, figure out about a job that I had been wondering about, had worked out fabulously, and just in the last day, I've had a lot of transitions accepted a program to work with musicians without borders this summer and i'm really feeling positive about it um but something that has been coming up over the last few months is some memories of something that may have happened when i was very young and i've been trying to reach out to my younger self and i haven't really been getting anything more and i've been wanting to sign kind of get closure on this so i was wondering if my higher self had anything to help me along with this sort of discovery of some things in my past. Yes, absolutely. And uh, right on, we're in this year of remembering energetically. It's a year where lots of old uh, memories of the past are going to be coming up for a lot of us, for all of us, and memories of who we really are, which is bigger than this lifetime, absolutely. And your energy field is very bright. It's it's just uh, filled with so much light and uh, a lot of joy here, Megan. How beautiful here. And um, we're excited for your enthusiasm about your life. It's so so beautiful and it's a gift, beautiful resonance to add into the world and um, as we look here at your inner inner child or, or the issue we'll talk to your higher self one moment well they're showing me that that your inner child is is wanting playtime and you have you give yourself playtime to a certain degree but we would say rather than we know that there are other issues in there this is the way they want to start with that okay um is that the, the, the child is wanting to be held she wants you to look at her while she's you know i don't know if her playtime is is coloring in a coloring book or whatever kind of playtime that you give to her but she wants your attention there's a part of her that is scared that you're going to go on and do other things and leave her behind Can can you relate to that feeling? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because you know, hey, I'm an adult, I'm going to move forward. No, you're a multidimensional being. The child is going to go with you. But she wants to know that she's going to be safe. And so the idea of being with her in closing your eyes, going into a meditation, and just imagining yourself in a picture of a photograph, for example, at that age, or uh, getting a still shot and an image in your mind, then going into that meditative place, into that scene in the picture, and then finding her. Now, you can watch her for a while if she's playing in the grass or whatever, or you can um, imagine that you step into that that scene where she is and you say, hello, I'm your future self and you begin to say, is it all right? And you be very respectful. May I sit with you or may I have a talk with you? And she will, might recognize you. She might run over and hold you or hug you. She might not. And so you just get very curious about her. You're not there to lecture, not to tell her what to do. You know, how are you? What's going on? Would you like to play? And start off with that kind of relationship that's playful, giving her adventures, give her a pony or a tea party, whatever she wants. And when she can begin to trust you, you just a little bit, you can tell her, look her in the eyes, look her in the eyes. I'm not going to leave you behind. I have a lot of dreams and you are coming with me. Because she's afraid of abandonment, and that's what we sense is a piece of what is coming up here, yeah? Yep. And so what you would say, I'm not going to abandon you. You be the future self. You're the one that's collecting all these parts of you that are hurting out there. And she's one of them. She's scared she's going to get abandoned again. And it's something that at times can keep you running. And you may have some discernment trouble between knowing, am I doing this doing this next action because I'm running away from the fear of abandonment or whatever it might be, the fear of the pain, or am I doing this because it's a lot of fun? And you move forward with a lot of fun, and that's brilliant, but parts of you get scared of being abandoned, so that's going to be a great place to start. And we see, with her feeling safe, with your telling her that, that she's going to flower and open up, and then the other issue you're, you're, that you really want to, to, to work with, it will unfold and it'll be more vulnerable so that you can both handle it, yeah? Okay, thank you. And congratulations on your success. Bravo to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for calling. And Helen from Chicago. Oh, hi. Hi. I'm from Chicago. Hi. Um, (laughs) So good to hear your voice. How are you today? Oh, it's great to hear your voice. Thank you. Um, I got the day off, so I'm here. Oh, yay. Um, There's a lot of worry going on in my household. My husband's job he's had for, you know, and he's at that retirement age. Um, and I'm, I've been able to retire early and take some courses and enter a program I really want to um, enter. And it's going to take me a while before I start making any kind of money at all from that. How And, and so there's just a lot of tension around finances because um, he's so con- worried that he's going to lose his income. And then I'm feeling guilty about me pursuing my goals without contributing. And I also want to be supportive. And I, it's just so hard to see him in such pain and not be appreciated or whatever or worried about about his situation. And I'm just wondering if there's any way that you see that I might be more helpful in our relationship with this. Absolutely. It is major. Yes, yes, we do see that. And hold on a second, Helen. 
Well, we can see that your your husband is he's um, he's going through an identity crisis with with the thought of not having that job and bring, being the breadwinner and having that place to go to. To it gave him a sense of meaning. It gave him a sense of value. And so it is true that at times he he does have anger in there. He does have resentment, and he can resent you at times when uh, for you know having a much freer lifestyle, freedom to do what you want, freedom to even know what you want. And he's scared. He's scared. He doesn't quite know what life is going to be in the future. He doesn't know what his interests and his passions really are in that sense. Of course, he has many. But um, we sense, Helen, that one way to do this is to separate this out making a decision, I am still going to give me the life that I want for me. Okay? That's a separate issue from mm-hmm. what's going on with mm-hmm. him. But you need that, that firm, we want to call it a stake in the ground. I'm going to be firm about this. I'm going to do it not in a belligerent way, not in a hey, you know, I'm doing this and who cares about you? No. But it's something you just hold, like with hands that are protecting something that is yours. Now, the other issue is he, when he now comes home and he's angry and he might be resentful of you and you'll feel it you may be able to talk about it, you may not. We say to acknowledge him. And in the beginning, he may even take it as, oh, yeah, right, you're just doing this to butter me up so you can get your way or whatever. We're making this up. Mm-hmm. But we would say, you know, going the extra time to set a nice table, to, to prepare, prepare some nice foods for him, to really help him to feel nurtured and loved and go out of your way to, you know, again, making eye contact with him and tell, give him, aff- not affirmations, that sounds like a, out of a book, but just, just to let him know how much you appreciate him, the life he's given you, what, what he means. Now, when we look at him, he, he, it's hard for him to let that kind of love and intimacy in. And yet his child is starving for it, absolutely starving to be loved and seen. And this is a place where stuff he hasn't wanted to look at is going to start to come up because he's not going to be distracted by the job. Is this making sense? Yeah, yeah, it is. So please give him, give him that love. Give him the, the place where he is seen and valued and known, and you make that your object of attention with him. And when he goes through his moods, he's going to go through them. He's going to go through maybe some pissy stuff and you know, angry at you. It's not going to be your fault. But not to take it personally, just to give him the space to have those feelings is natural. And in a sense, keep providing the nurturing, the loving the best you can. Not take it personally. Give yourself the life that you have because you're making a map that says, if I can have my life that I'm going to have, you can have your life too. And that will actually be the gift to him in that. Okay? And we can always talk about yeah. that another time. So thank you. thank you so much. You're you're very welcome. And we see Shelley that you're calling from Canada. We hope you'll call next week. We only have two minutes before the show is over today. That is the the time that we do have for today. And again, any of you interested in a reading, you can go to my website, Maria Danley um, at mariadanley.com, and you can click on the Higher Self Reading tab and. Um, and again, if you do want that, please do put in the word legendary in the coupon box. It'll be there. You'll get 10% off my normal fee and um, happier to go deeper. You know, we can only have a few minutes here, but the extent of what we can do in one hour is, is really quite vast. And I, um, <laughs> I heard the words impressive. That's funny. Uh, inside, and I'm still in slight channeling mode here, but I can do a lot in an hour. So if that appe- appeals to anybody, please do go to mariadanley.com for that. Thank you so much for listening to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. It really is an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders you're destined to be. And I appreciate your being here. I appreciate you doing your work. Please do that meditation of, of releasing those feelings when you can. And until next week, I send you all my love and best wishes. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.